who Jihad has met Bam and wants probably wants to kill him. Wants, yeah, wants Bam, Bam to be Bam. to take over the family. Yeah, because he sees Bam as more of a threat. Like, someone to rival him, because I guess he sees the potential in Bam. There's a lot of politics in Tower of God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergy's The Shop. I am your host, Sinji, with me as always, Bay. What up? What's up, Herb? Shoot, you know, chilling out, making it do what it does. And what does it do? Shoot, I don't even know at this point, but it does something. <laughs> I gotta find the owner's manual. Hmm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You, you, got a, you got a flavor or two this week? Yeah, I got a, I got a flavor. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show Kelvin some love this week. I wonder if it's the one I picked for Kelvin as well. Oh, uh, what he, what he told, he told the dude. He said, "Don't worry about him." He said, "It's like uh, washing a plate for the main course." <laughs> nah, nah. Okay, nah. mine's was um, um. When he told the hero, the way you think is how a hero should be, but don't try to force your ideals on me and just like knock them out while he was lecturing him. Yeah. I like that one. I was like, man, he's like, you just, you just the appetizer. You're not even worth my time. Yeah. I was like, ooh, okay. And then he played the villain to be the guy. I'm like, man. I keep saying my man's got villainous tendencies, bro. Yeah, he sure do got villainous tendencies. And then... Sentinous tendencies. Yeah. Classroom of the Elite. I, I, you know, Koji, in that last episode, my man's just got the the highest of the high IQs. He does. I was like, man. Yeah, I did think it was messed up uh, how old girl, she was like, um, like I said, I'm not going to try to get you expelled anymore. And I'm like, ooh. She, yeah, mm-hmm. she she got it with semantics. She just doesn't know that Iona Koji come was the one who put the test answers in her jacket. I mean, I think she kind of has to know because, well, I don't know because uh, he probably thinks it's the, the blonde girl that put put the answers in there because she got her jacket dry cleaned. Well, he the guy from the class C knows she's involved. But I don't think um, Koreha knows that Ayuna Koji Kun is like the master of anything because she's still trying to get him expelled, even though he was ready to go on and fully get her expelled. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she, she don't. I don't think she knows, but she, um, she's gonna think it's that girl tried to get her expelled because she got her jacket dry cleaned, and then the jacket got dry cleaned now has answers in it, so. Yeah, she's going to learn, though. She's going to learn. Yeah, she is. And I think that's the, the silliest thing to try to get someone expelled over. Because you didn't want to messed up with telling secrets. It was your fault. She was too dependent on attention. Yeah. You need to go dependent and get on some psych- psychiatric help and or some medicines. What you need to do is suck a little girl. 
Yeah. Good episode, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Classrooms of the Elite is a good change of pace. Yeah. I like all the, the brain tease and the thinking, you know. But yeah, so Shall I guess we, we should move, yeah, move right on into the Black Summoner since uh, oh, okay. we both picked something from there this week. I was hmm? going to say, shall we get uh, get over with with the um, non-compact with content manga chapters of Jujutsu and... Oh, there's, there's a lot of content there for Jujutsu. You think so with the guy? I mean, it didn't yeah. seem like much to me. Shoot. Don't ever... Stuff don't ever really seem like much to you. Eh, I didn't really care for the for the geezer. Yeah, you don't really care for too much of anything. My man said, I can see everything. If I can see everything, I could pretty much see him. Yeah, but um, I guess since you already talking about it, you just overwritten me. Nah, dog, we can do Black Summoner. Nah, you already, you already started talking about it, so... We started talking about was, Black Summoner, too. Yeah, but that's after my said way. So, so now we're stuck on this. Way to go. Thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> I did think it was, um, yeah, so the guy's name is, what, Hang, Hanjin Daido? I don't know, and man. All a, I kept reading yeah. was Katana. Yeah, my man was looking for his Katana. And I think it was funny how he found uh, a Katana, and it was the first form <laughs> uh, water surface slash. So I was like, oh, that's a nice homage to uh, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we we get introduced to a uh, Rokushi uh, Mio. He's a sumo man, you know, sumo wrestling. And uh, yeah, I had to look up the interesting fact that uh, sumo wrestling for women started in 1997. So, because those two girls were like, they're like, oh, women can't be sumo wrestlers, ha ha ha. And I was thinking, when were they sumo wrestlers? Because I had seen something before um, recently on a sports show that they had women sumo wrestlers. So I did some little research. So I don't know if they're, they're, uh, they might be in a different part of the, like the culling game, like time frame wise. Cause remember how they have people from like hundreds of years ago in there still. Yeah. So I'm like, Hmm, I guess it, it varies from colony to colony. So yeah. So and then my man, uh, Dido, he can build a blade, but he has no cursed energy, so he's like Maki. And when he gets a blade in his hands, he's pure lethal. But did you notice how it looked like he went blind when he found a katana and started wielding it? Oh, yeah. It was just it was just so weird. It's been such an influx of random characters lately in Jujutsu. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of just random characters that's why the old man confused me i was like suddenly we were last week we were in this fight with maki and the blood using guy and the demon from maki's family and then out of nowhere it was just old guy obsessed with sword yeah i mean it kind of makes sense uh here and there yeah once it ties in towards the end it's like oh okay that's why i don't really know where the other demon looking dude came from yeah, I think they were just around. But yeah, so um Yeah, so he has like no power and then I I think um I think the Zen and 
God, like they they're on a different level than Maki for some reason. She she hadn't figured out to her exact like killing technique. I guess I don't know because she did the same thing with the sword, but she wasn't able to hurt him. But this man like straight cut him up with the sword. Yeah, she's trying to figure out what he has that she doesn't, or what he can see that she can't. Yeah. So. So yeah, there, there's a um, you know something to unpack there, and then uh, Sumo Man does a simple domain, and I think he's going to sucker punch Maki. So, but I think she might get out of it. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Yep. Yeah. And go ahead and uh, do a little bit of the Chojin monsters. I mean, Chojin, they were training. Ellie came up with some poop-looking smoke. That's her new moves. Um, the poop-de-loop attack. What? What's the friend's name? Kazuma. Azuma. 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 Yeah, that. Yeah. Azuma is trying to keep his chosen powers under control while trying to form blades out of his handcuffs, which he finally managed to do that and. Tokyo's just trying to grow some wings. He got a few feathers on there, but... Trying to grow some rings. Towards the end, Azuma went for a swim and came up and some weird lady was asking if... He's the something. Yeah. I I also did like how... um At the beginning, the one guy was like, What is this? A gathering of clowns? Talking to <laughs> those evil people. It's pretty funny. Maybe... And another part I thought was funny was when um, uh, Tokyo got got um, well she the bramble children tied him up. Oh, the schmutty moment. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, what did he just try to beastify? And I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, I kind of like this oddly enough. Yeah, and then her homing poo. <laughs> homing yeah. poo. Yeah, oh, and then, yeah, and yeah, and um, Azuma, like, there's something to his ability where it's like, oh, like, Takita's ability is something where he couldn't, he could, he could do before, but can't do now, um, post awakening. So at first he thought it was like swimming or something, but he's like, I still can't swim. So <laughs> I did think something else worth mentioning was, um, Kagemaru, he's pretty much like Sasuke now. Oh, yeah, his whole the, the fam- revenge yeah. and shit. Yeah, because his whole family got wiped out because of their abilities. Essentially, it's the same. You substitute sword for odds, and I feel like it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but get his whole backstory of the war. They were strong, and like his abilities actually passed down through blood tattoos from the blood of your family members. So... Yeah, then he had a little touch moment with Tokyo. He's like, oh, you need to learn how to fight. But then he's like, oh, fighting's important, but I also uh, need to do this for me. So that was nice. Nice little moment. Gave and, him a little yeah. advice as his senior. Yeah, and Azuma, I think it was like the Beast of Foresight, they were trying to say. So, yeah, good, good episode there. Azuma seems like he might have the most versatile 
Children ability because like if you can just transfer those cups into anything you need with the proper visualiz- visualization, then yeah, pretty much. But I don't know. I still like my boy uh, Beastification. He might he might do some things. Fly. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the OP main character, but well maybe not OP. Fly. No one in Demon Slayer ever ever ended up being OP as a main character. Yeah, I feel like it's a whole different uh, conundrum, though. Mm-hmm. The demon slays. But uh, we can get into Black Summoner now. Yeah. We got the rail. We'll be back on track, baby. Yeah. Back on the track. Episode so, six. Yeah, episode six. Rice and Thieves and Heroes. So, mm-hmm. I think... Listener hmm? discretion is advised. No rice has ever entered this episode. Not well, it did enter it, but not physically. It was all a dream, it was in his mind. He's like, Yeah, the rice balls or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I don't know if Sarah became a summon because, like, because she was talking to him, um, because she's like, Oh, now I can understand your, your pain and feel or whatever. So I was like, Oh, I guess she's a summon now, yeah, she is. And now they have um, S rank skills and, and and the blacksmith and the sewing, and they make some new new weapons. And Sarah has a was it Arondite? They're pretty much gauntlets, uh, and she has something called the Queen's Terror for her new her new stuff. The whole time, my man Kelvin was looking really happy but tired, just swaying back and forth. So we did yeah. this, 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 this. I'm like, are you tired, dude? Yeah, he was ready to uh, call it a night. So he just says he wants to sleep. And they ask him if he wants something. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I want rice. And they're like, what's rice? And so I had a thought here, too. Um, my first thought was like, if he lost all his memories, how the heck does he know what rice is? Well, I think it's just his memories of his past life. But like... He's, you still have to like maintain the common knowledge of like how to speak and stuff like that. So maybe he just knows what some some things are. But still, like I can understand if like he saw rice in that world before, but like he hasn't seen rice in that world before. Like no one knew about rice until they were like, oh, in land of uh, Taraji, there's rice. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know. He shouldn't know about. Rice, that's just my thought on that one because I'm like, huh. maybe maybe it slipped through the memory loss barrier cracks. No, Mm-mm. he don't have that Luffy armor. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, huh, that's interesting. Indeed. And then so yeah, I had another thought too that I'll get to later on. Yeah, so then he they go on a, an adventure, and they're the part of the plan is just. Just to show Sarah the world and get rice. And um, they, they go to, to Raj and he, we find out he can't summon Alfina because she's a god, but he can't summon her avatar though. And then so while they're on the, on the road again, they're being watched by people, they feel like. And they're the, they're the black, black wind band of thieves. 
And so he just sends Sarah out there to dispatch them. Does it pretty easily, even though she holds back. And here's here's the other thought. Uh, they capture them, and then they get to the, the land. And she's like, oh, Taraz is just like an old, old, old Japan. And I'm like, how do you know what old Japan looks like when you supposedly lost all your memories? What's going on here? Um, telling you, maybe it's just the the knowledge. Like, maybe the only thing he doesn't remember about his past life is his life. You know what I mean? Maybe, but Japan's still part of your life. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I might have to go back and, and, and look and see exactly uh, <laughs> what, what all they took away. Because, like, right now, it's not making sense to me. You need to go ahead and know old Japan. You should know old Japan. You should know rice. Shouldn't know rice. Shouldn't know old Japan. Shouldn't know what sushi and stuff like that. I, well, I'll give him sushi, uh, sushi because it, it might might be there already. So I could live with that one. Um, but still. Also, do you feel like? This episode started this way because it wasn't it wasn't clear if she how she joined the party the previous episode. Yeah, cuz he he basically carried her out um the last the last one. Yeah. So I mean it could be. Hmm. So Yeah, cuz I was like, "Huh." Because she walked out and he carried out, and this time she just kind of disappeared. But I guess he had to carry out because they knew there was a maiden in there, and they they had to help her escape. So it makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I'm all confused now. My bad. But, in, <laughs> but anyhow, so they hand over the thieves to the guild master. And we found out that the National Hero became the new Black Wind leader. His name is Kristoff. And so he hatches a plan to use the Hero Party for uh, the heavy fighting in, in the place initially. But he's like, oh, I still want to fight, though. And then they go to the place and they free some slaves. And this yeah, is... They, they knew... Um, not Sarah, but they knew what he was thinking before he even said it like oh there's the habit again yeah so this is where my flavor was when he's fighting Kristoff and those people and he's like oh I'm not worried about you it's like washing a plate before the main course and he proceeds to lay the beat down on all those people pretty easily and you know uh and so the the people come in and they try to save the people, but they already say like, "Well, we haven't found anyone here yet." Da da da. And so my man acts real crazy, like he's the the black wind leader. And I'm like, "Oh man, homie, crazy right here." <laughs> and then that concludes that episode. And it's episode seven, um, battle with the heroes. Battle with the heroes. I did think he set him up though, because he set him up real well. Because he was like, "Oh yeah, they were A rank adventurers 
he references him like vaguely in like a way to make it seem as if um, he's a bad guy. And he's like, oh, let's just play a game. And it's a battle and loser has to do what the winner says. And he's like, I'll take you 4v1. And um, I forget the redhead hero's name. I got to run down later. Um, Toya, yeah. So Toya is like, oh, uh, I can't do that. It's not honorable. I'll fight you one-on-one. And the girl's like, nah, homie. Uh, something seems up with this. Is that we're gonna have to work together four v one? And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Nah, bro." She's like, "Some, some ain't right. Some ain't right, Chief." <laughs> so, so then, uh, he gets called a battle junkie by his people, his his uh, party, party. Uh, and so I called him like the Captain Planet because all our fairy skill users <laughs> and Captain planet unite the four rings or whatever yeah your powers combined so uh so yeah then we find out kelvin actually has uh one of uh lord infamous's skills that's pretty cool uh with the gauntlet where he you could you could get a skill and then uh, when you learn a new skill, you forget the old skill, but you can use it the duration of it. And he has two of them on each hand. That was so. the one he, um, that was an ability he picked out, wasn't it? Yeah. Real interesting, it came up in the show. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I was like, huh, that is a good ability. Uh, I don't think they put a time limit on it either. I think it's as long as you had it, but it was like, oh, once you do a new ability, you forget the old one, so... Well, considering, I thought that, like, eventually, because it's the beginning, he'd get OP and, like, be able to do more than two. But, like, it's almost as though maybe not because his rank is S. It's already maxed. Unless he can somehow achieve god rank blacksmithing, which I don't think would be possible. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Skill eater... And then so, um, yeah, so he's fighting them. He gives them advance, and Kelvin's still not as good with the sword, so he starts fighting barehanded thanks to Sarah's skill. And did you notice how they didn't, I guess they found money for the budget for this animation of the fight? <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't notice it go bad, but now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, suddenly, I was like, oh, yeah, it didn't look weird this time around. And this this fight had more shit going on. And so I I also had a thought about it too. I was thinking maybe it's linked to like showing um his like battle frenzy or focus. Like when he was in the other fights, he was almost outclassed. Like he knew like this would be a real tough one, like it go either way based on certain attacks. But for this one he knew they were like they weren't as good as him, so he he always knew he'd come out on top. So that's what I had a thought about that. That's why you think the budget was like that or No, no, I think like that's why the the fighting was like that. Hmm. Because it's like you know, sometimes when you get frazzled, you don't see things as clearly or you start moving too fast or you start thinking too much. So right. So I was thinking maybe that's how they try to show that like, oh, this man might be in trouble this match. I wonder if the same company that is producing Overlord is producing this show. I don't know. 
Let me do some some research for you. Yeah. But carry but on. Yeah. yeah, so um then Toya gets slapped um because he's still trying to do things alone and and Cessna's like, come on, we're a team, let's work together. And so he ends up um getting the speech and then like I was like Man, if if y'all thought he really was a villain, wouldn't he have attacked y'all while you did the whole talking thing? (laughs) I thought that their little moment was just going to kill his mood. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him. He, no, he's, once the fight gets started, he's itching. It's always there. So. Yeah. I think he just wanted to train them. I think so. He doesn't have to get involved in future problems. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so then they use teamwork and I almost get him, but then he breaks out and he just tells them like stuff to do better and get better at. And I'm like, oh, and then they trap him again and like they're about to finish him off, but like he summoned some golems and then my man, uh, he, he took old girl's, uh, creation spell or whatever, or parallel, I think it was parallel think was her ability. And so he comes up with a new spell and he breaks out. Then he proceeds to take him out one by one and knocks him out. And then they, the, uh, Toya wakes up and he's like, Oh, he starts to, he wants to to find him again. And the girl's like, no, I told you, this is the guy that saved us. And he's, yeah, he's like, Oh, no, he's like, no hard feelings. And he started, Started to call uh, Calvin his his senpai, and he's like, "Yeah," and Calvin's like, "I don't have any hard feelings, but you got to do what I say." And then, by fulfilling my request, and he's like, "Okay, now strip." And I was like, "What?" Yep, suddenly smut. Yeah, and that's how the episode ends. I'm like, "Dang, okay, well, I gotta wait till next week to see it." <laughs> it's a good show, though. Yeah. I am enjoying it. It's different. Uh, so. So, yeah. It's really different. So, you can get the next wheelhouse to get into. I, right. I do. Yeah. I enjoy it, though. So, moving on to... I guess, Wise Man's Grandchild. I feel like that episode went by quick. It did. And, you know, besides the very end, I don't think there was much to... I don't want to say not a lot happened. A lot happened, but, like... It wasn't action-packed, advanced stuff. It was more of, like, explaining backstory-ish and... Yeah, story progression, I guess. Yeah, laying the groundwork. It's not really filler, but it's, like, pertinent information that you need. Mm Mm-hmm. But so yeah, in episode six, outbreak of war and joint training exercise. I don't really need my um notes to explain what happened in this episode. So the kingdom that declared war on our kingdom, um, basically their plan failed, and our kingdom wasn't in chaos due to the increased number of demonoids, even though there are increased number of demonoids appearing. So, they lost more, um, they had more casualties than they planned for, and they had to 
retreat and further to further thicken the plot they actually were experiencing more demonoid attacks in their kingdom so they rushed back and it turns out strum um ignited this plot to uh start war so he can take over the kingdom and i guess build his army of demonoids yeah orchestrated everything Mm-hmm. so while that happened our kingdom decided you know we need the brace for strum's plot and they decided just in case they need to train the children so they matched the magic kids with the night kids and I guess the night kids and the magic kids got beef because, I guess, you know, classic, um, I can't do what you can do and you can't do what I can do. So we can't get along some stupid crap like that. Which, you saw hints of that from the brother and the sister. I forget what their names are, but it is Siegfried and Christina, I think. Some, yeah. Yeah, they're actually a magic and a night person, and they argue too. So maybe that was just like foreshadowing to like the beef between the knights and the magicians. But yeah, they the knights were complaining so much about not needing magician helps that August was like, "All right, then you will take care of the demon by yourself at first, so you can realize realize how dumb you're being, and the true purpose of this um training exercise." So once they defeat once they got defeated by the demon boar, uh, Shin came in, killed it in one swoop, and Cecilian healed them. The all three of the boys started fondling over um, Cecilian, and Shin was getting jealous. So when a big demon horde came through, my man decided he wanted to release some steam and blew up the whole area in front of him. Yeah, the pack of the hundred. Yep. And that's how we ended the episode. Just um we have four new faces, part of the crew, whose names I should probably learn. But I have so many names written down for fucking wise man's grandchild already, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I did think it was funny how um the girl apologized to Cecilian for talking to her at BF. It's like, oh, I thought you got boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And she was only being like that to Shin because she, I guess, looked up to him and wanted to prove she can handle herself or something like that. Yeah, the usual trivial stuff. You know how it goes. That's how it goes. Now, Shoot. for Tact OP Destiny, a little mm. more backstory on how we got to where we are. It seems as though someone summoned all of the D2s that appeared in the area. Did you gather that from the lady just standing at the end? And she just drew yeah. the, the fork instrument thing? Yeah. Um, also, the old boy was like, oh, this just feels like this is planned. Yeah, he said like, that yeah. at the end. So, basically... um. Colette, whose actual name is Destiny, but I guess they convinced her to go by the name Cassette later on. I said Colette like a dumbass because I was looking at Charlotte's name. Um, For some reason to me, and it might have been been because um, 
attacked was fueled by anger. They seem to be fighting more efficiently their very first fight. I don't know if it's more efficiently, but I think she she started like just doing what she does without um, caring for tact. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you know how he they were like, oh, he's like, I feel like if I don't keep my guard up, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Yeah, and and Lenny did say he thinks that she's feeding off his life force. Yeah. So it's not even a stamina thing. It's kind of just like. If she goes too hard, he can probably die. Yeah, so I, that's what I was. That's what I took it as. Like she's battling without feeling feeling too considerate about his state of being. She's like, "Oh, I did the job that I needed to do. Uh, it's a shame that they're gone because I can't do, do my do my more purpose." I was like, "Yeah, the girl, kind of crazy." Yeah, so it seems like. Um... And Lenny, Lenny was saying something along the lines where she's not in, like, her... She's not in a stable form. And I thought, like, he meant, like, her other form, the one with the white hair. But, like, either Lenny and Titan were holding back, or maybe Titan's always in her final form. Because he brought out the wand, and she didn't change outfits or anything. And then I'm also wondering, like... Is Tack the only one that like loses a limb or something when it's time to fight? Yeah, I think it it has to do with like her not being awakened properly at the academy. Like her her being born was all out of necessity for um Colette to live still. Mm-hmm. So like the, I guess the pairing because I guess you do have to have some formal type of training. It would appear like. But it it also could be because uh, I think he might be a piano user. I'm not sure that all makes a difference. Hmm. Whether what instrument do you use for your orchestra? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Because I haven't seen. Um, I didn't see his weapon he used for the orchestra. The the most I do know the most cassette like personality that destiny has is that she would like to hear the sound of tack playing the piano i think i think destiny likes the sound of the piano based off the the first episode yeah so i do think that's it um that's a good one mm-hmm. she, she's a good one and anna is hoping that once they get to New York, maybe somehow Cassette will show up again. I think she's gone. Yeah, I think she's she, probably gone. Or like if they find a way for for them to defeat all this stuff or whatever, and she reverts back, I think she might need like blood transfusion or like a surgery real quick to save her. <laughs> but I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh well, still still pretty good and interesting so far. Yeah, I I do enjoy it. I like listening to the music. I might have to go get me um a guitar, start practicing. Get you a piano. Piano. Yeah, it depends. I might get them both. Get a grand piano, start playing. Mm. Be like my man Tact. 
maestro. Yeah, I'm going to keep my arm, though. <laughs> Shoot. I ain't giving that arm away for nothing. Oh, but, man. yeah. And you're getting you're getting closer to the Tower of God. Yeah, it's about to end soon. Gonna have to start getting another show to watch. Maybe read, I mean. Maybe start reading that Talentless Nana. Talentless Nana. Shoot. Yeah. So, Tower of God, Season 3, Episodes 116 to 123. 116 so, to 123. Yeah, so we first encounter another... Um, Animal slave, Cobalt. He's a poisonous, poisonous frog uh, that ate um, ten thousand k snakes, and that helped him achieve deity state. And he's dispatched to get Yama and Yastrecha. And so uh, Yastrecha kind of ran away, and so. We get a flashback here, and um, his his reward for killing Wang Wang and and his family uh, and the rest of Canines was to be able to join Jihad's army. And then we get a little sequence here. It's like, oh, Yama's name rings a bell for uh, Chumare, and I'm like, oh. At first, I was like, did Yastrasha do something to his memory? And then. It turns out he was like, oh, I thought, I thought you told me you killed them both. And I'm like, ooh, okay. That's terrible. He thought they were, he lied to him. And so it's some, it's a little, little, little plot twist. He let, he let the, the kids live. Yes, he did. But a lot of good that did. So that kind of, I kind of started thinking about how, how back when Doom was like, we must never go near Yastracha or whatever, and he only let us live with the fang or something. Like, was is that the real story, or that's just a story they concocted to, so they could tell Yama and them, to keep Yama away from them? I don't know. We'll learn more as it progresses. <clears throat> yes, we will. So, so then they're they're going to go to capture Yama. Uh, Yama gets tied up, and then he breaks free. And Chumare uh, makes Yastrasha's own cat attack him for lying about the killing. And I think that Yastrasha probably gave Yama the fang for like a more nefarious purpose later on. But who knows? Maybe he was just plotting. Or you say them for a particular person. I don't know. Could be plotting. Yeah. And then, yeah, Strasser found a power that allows it not to be controlled by Chumare. And I think that might just have to do with him stealing one of the fangs. So, so then we get to the Leviathan, and he's still questioning uh, who Bam is and how much space he has left. And he couldn't fathom the endless space that was left and he was like oh I'm gonna devour and it pretty much denied his whole existence for being for for being cause his, his whole thing was like to eat stuff so and then the branch leaders questioning how like a mere soldier is keeping up 
with them while they're running full speed to find Bam. And I'm like, huh, that is interesting. How's the mere soldier keeping up with them? And they call themselves the boss or something. Um, essentially, it looks like a, a long-haired jihad. Like, he, he knocked out the... Because I think the family leader went ahead, and then the, the main body, he stayed uh, to, to figure out who it was. And they called themselves the boss. That's the guy that was keeping up with them. Yeah, you got a yeah. lot of substance in these next eight chapters. You do. A whole lot. Substance abuse. <laughs> nah. But then... <laughs> <laughs> I do not condone. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's why I'd break them up into like two full chapter pieces. But anyhow, so um, so yeah, so then he they they get to the um the branch manager and uh, he he starts starts he had did that guy with the snake on his shoulder before uh, that helped him. He starts charming the snake. And the snake's like, oh, I can't stop. I can't stop feeling the groove. And he's like, dance it. And I thought that, that was a good moment. And, uh, and then the assistant to the branch manager is no more. And Bam finishes absorbing the, absorbing the Leviathan. And um, the snake around the whole platform before it like, crumbles. I'm like, oh, the whole place falling apart. And then Kells shows up with the ship. And Owlman's trying to um, get a majestic creature to help him fight Jinsong. And the creature doesn't want to fight him, but then he gets the creature to help him by saying, I'll introduce you to the prettiest owl I know when we get back. And I'm like, will you get back? What if you die before then? Yeah, what if he kills you? Yeah, and then it's a, a young dark owl, Dobo Adobo. Dubo, adobo. That's what I call it. Yeah. Man's a Goyo seasoning. I know. That's not his real name. <laughs> but I just, I thought it'd be throw a little seasoning in there. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's, it's Dubo. All right. So, yeah. And then he uses his owl feathers to fight Jinsung and make it dark. And he's like, the darkness is my hunting ground. And also, did you know that owls actually have silent flights? Silent flight? Like, you can't hear them flying? You can't hear them coming at you. Really? In real life, yeah. It's something like the, the way their feathers are, it like allows them to get up and then... You, they could flap their wings without making a sound. That's how they're they're able to like snatch things about the air that they're they're following and tailing. I'm like, huh, that's cool. So not and even I, you, do you think even when they take off, they don't make a sound? Not they don't make sound at all. That's crazy, and they can also spin their head around. Yeah, not not the full 360, but I'm I think it's like 290 or something, or 270 where they get enough to see. Real life Byakugans. Hmm. But yeah, it's they're, they're, they're cool creatures. Like when I think about it, like whenever I seen an owl, like I'd never seen it till it went whoo. Then I was like, oh, an owl's up there. Hmm. 
Like you, you, you could feel the wind, but I don't. You know, they don't really make a sound. <laughs> Owls are cool creatures. They're pretty big birds too. Yeah, they are, and they have beef with uh, eagles on site for no reason. I don't think people realize how big eagles are. Yeah, they're big. They're big, and that's why they go and snatch eagles up out their nest at night because they don't hear them coming. <laughs> so. Yeah, violence is not the answer. And they can see the dark you. cheaters. Yeah, unless unless you're Sinji, then it's always the answer. So, um, yeah, so the darkness is messing with uh, Jin Sun's senses, and Jin Sun's arm is uh, still weak from Calamance's attack. And a man is launching an attack, and uh, Bam shows up for reinforcements for his master. I'm like, oh, snap. And he says, you're too old to get... To uh, be fine by yourself, Master. Reunited. And it might feel good. Viol. Yeah. So then uh, the snake, the Leviathan, reemerges. And he's kind of like Shin- Shinron. And I, it's one of those ones where like people could see, bam, something different. But I don't think they see that the Leviathan is still there. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, look at look at the boy. My boy they got strong, baby. And then so, um, so Bam doesn't attack. It's a little trickle of power, yet it's so powerful. So I'm like, oh, my man's getting getting strong, strong. And then we get back to Yestracha, and he's telling uh, Tumare that he would never be bossed around by the likes of him again. And Tumare is like, oh, psh, this is boring. Take the dog and kill the cat. <laughs> So Yama's trying to figure out who he should fight in this. And he's like, oh, they were on the same team a minute ago. And then we get a flashback. Uh, so Wang Wang is all stabbed up. And he tells Yastracha to finish him off. And he also asks him to uh, take his three fangs um, that are in his heart and tells tells him um pass down the power uh, for the future generation, give the Fang to his three children and free my children from this instinct so that they may live in peace. And he's like, t- he's like, do it now, kill me. And yeah, yeah, is like, oh no, I don't want to do this. And then Trump says, use a lie. And he takes control of him and he makes him kill Wang Wang. I'm like, dang. And then he's like, oh no. Yeah. He's like, yes, yes, is like, oh no, this isn't what I wanted. I'm like, man, you set this up. If you wouldn't have made old girl uh, uh, do what she did and then uh, set up the whole thing, like they could have lived peacefully have, have, happily ever after, after he was released from his servitude. But no, you couldn't stand to see someone else living happy, be free. No, but he didn't want to be released from um, his servitude. He didn't, but still, they could have lived happy ever after. He could have been servitude to his woman. And I think in actuality, um, Tremere sent Wang Wang away from the first girl he mated with. And he had a different girl to mate with where he was leading the other dogs. Yeah, I think I think Paul has a different mother. So I was like, dang. 
But still, you could have you could have lived happily ever after. But no, you was jealous. Jealousy is not a great virtue. So, um, yeah. Spencer, jealousy is uh, not a great virtue. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. And so he ends up killing them. And then he wants to, yes, Josh wants to kill all of the canines there. He says, y'all commit an inexcusable act because you killed him. And he's like, I'm going to stab and kill each and every one of you. And then erase all your names from history. And then we go to the present time now. Um, Yeah, and then so the frog, he starts uh, fighting too. And so I guess apparently they can look at people and tell if they're regular now. I forgot who looked at. At Bam or something, they look. Someone looked at Bam like, "Oh, you're in a regular." So I'm like, "Huh, interesting." So regulars just be by looks. Uh, so, and then we get we get to to back to the ship, and Khan's like, "Oh, we we shouldn't tell Machini that there's a beast trap inside of you." And then so they come up with this fabrication to say that whatever was in the suspendium was destroyed with the explosion. And the warp pod, she set up for him to leave, leaves in 20 minutes. And Bam and Bam and Dinsung fight, fight those people. And Bam dissipates the darkness with his black hole, Shinshu. So, Bam's a like, little oh. OP. Little. Master's going to see that. That man's a more likable Luffy. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Blackbeard, yeah, so he wanted uh, in one piece. He is man got two double fruits, that ain't supposed to happen. Not supposed to happen with any old regular abilities, mm. yeah. So then, um, Bam attacks Holen with uh, the, the blue thrasher transformation, and then he has a blue dragon claws now attack and it almost kills the man. And... He's like, Bam's almost like a different life form from another planet, and he's still growing. I'm like, ha, yep, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about OP. Yeah, and then so uh, Tremari had summoned an arrogant Kraken to stop Yestracha by force, and Yama comes up and chops off one of his tentacles. Now has nine tentacles. Now, how do you feel about Yestracha now? Uh, he's still a sucker. MC? Yes. Yeah. And he's like, I can't let you die for now. And he's like, you know, we have no chance of winning. And yet, yes, Jirachi's like, uh, I didn't need the Jerby chance to win. He's like, I'm doing this because, um, because seeing him pisses me off. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all asked him why, why you finally feel that way. And that rather, was his response. Rather die free than live as a slave. Yeah, that was his response. Um, yeah, it's like, and if I don't find him, I'll lose my mind. And then they tag team the Ninetacles because you don't have one tentacle anymore. Uh, yeah, they almost landed the hit. And then uh, they he Tremari summons an enraged rapid sea creature. Then Yashirashi gets clapped. And we find out that the bomb is actually a person. And Con Devo Ferez, uh, he gets the mouse man to show him where the bomb is. 
and Trumare summons uh, a huge monster without a fishbowl, which is kind of, you know, weird, I guess. Or he just so strong that he doesn't need it. And now there's a weird dynamic with Yama and Yasracha. So, so yeah. And so they want to want to make him pay. And Doom and Hansung hatch a plan to destroy the warp gate and get out of there. Uh, they got to do it at like the same time. And then they task Lefebvre with destroying the gate behind them once they leave. I'm like, oh, they're just selling her out. And our man is trying to lure Bam closer to the family head so they they can capture him. But like, shh, we know it's a trap, but we ain't gonna stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't, 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 can't stop the trap. Yeah, and then so. Shit, uh, Bam's about to swallow Tremere. He might. <laughs> so then Cobalt's trying to catch a Bam, and Bam deflects the tractor beam ray. I'm like, oh, look at you. And our man tried to stop Jinsung from helping Bam. And he, Jimson claps him and tells him to uh, piss off. <laughs> and so then we get trauma says Bam is worthy of meeting him. And since uh, he survived the war with the high rankers, um, he's worthy. And the Leviathan wants Bam to kill Tamari now. And Bam says, nah, any hasty move are done or shown. Ill will. Uh, I'll be dead in seconds. I'm like, ooh, dang. And then Doom gets snatched up by, um, was it the guy that was trying to get to the warp gate? Uh, let's see here. And Trom uses Sentru black hole spear, and it's like an aquarium on the inside. And it's like, I don't want anyone to interrupt this conversation. And his power was so great that everyone sensed it. And it was like, your life was danger if you felt it, but the one that didn't feel in danger was Bam, for some reason. Can you so imagine that though? Like from episode one, the increase of power that Bam has gotten, and that if he went all out using the red Teresa and the blue Teresa, is that what he calls it? Rasa or something. Rasa, whatever. Um, uses the Leviathan power, uses the two thorns. He can probably go toe to toe with a high ranker. And then, I, like, he go to toe to toe with high ranker right now. And, Not even using powers, which is crazy. And the fact that just a mere glimpse of uh, Tremere, like he knows he'll be dead. Yeah, like so. and that makes me feel like either there's still a lot of chapters left in Tower God or there's going to be a, a substantial power increase coming up. Or a time skip. Or a time skip. It wouldn't be the first time we skipped time two years. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, so we found out that Bam's presence actually caused a rift in the family. Like, people want to kill him. Some people want to protect him. And others just want to leave him alone. And we find out that some of the families actually want conflict, and there's no clear consensus on how to deal with Bam. And Tamare also wants Bam to serve him, join his family by marriage. And Bam's like, hold up now. And then we switch over to the high, uh, brighter. Uh, He's chasing the olive-colored man. 
Uh, he's trying to escape, and Child knocks him back into the monster's path. <laughs> and then they end up meeting Von Kell somehow. And for uh, Ferez, uh, he's looking for the first division, division commander, Fasil. He's a human bomb. And then the bomb fled. So there's a revision in his plan. And Trom tells Bam that he can have his pick of women of his family. And Bam's like, uh, he asks, have they agreed to this as well? And Tram's like, oh, I don't need their consent. All that matters is what, what I want, uh, Jahab's permission, and your decision here. Uh, differences, that's the difference between low creatures and us. And Bam's like, oh, no, sorry, guy. It doesn't make sense to marry someone he doesn't know. And it doesn't make sense to force someone to marry. And um, he's like, I won't force you to to marry or you get killed and I kill your friends too. And Jin, Jin Sung shows up like, I object. So that was it. It's, it's getting good. Might become one of the last eight episodes. Dope, man. But like a family head wants bam to be the heir of the family you see isn't that kind of crazy like someone directly connected to jihad who jihad has met bam and wants probably wants to kill him wants, yeah, wants bam, bam to be bam. to take over the family yeah because he sees bam as more of a threat like someone to rival him because i guess he sees the potential in bam there's a lot of politics in tower of god it is. I can't stand it. The politicians. But yeah. yeah, that was Tower of God. Ruby, you're pretty much caught up, just about. I might be caught up. Uh, you got one or two more weeks and then boom. Mm. Well, if I decide not to read for the next two weeks. Well, you would still have one or two week, two more weeks worth of content to read. Mm. Well, if I decide not to read till I have a month's worth of content to read. And then you'll forever be behind. I like being behind. Mm. It means I always have stuff to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, on a side note, Lord Infamous, I have been watching Redo of Healer and um, I think I'm on episode 8. But two episodes in, and it was already the worst thing I've ever watched. Dang. Not in terms of disappointment, but in terms like, oh my god, what the fuck is this? I'm only on episode two. It's probably going to get worse. (laughs) And, um... I'm kind of glad this show is censored. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, I'm glad this show is censored. Because there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in this show. And yeah. nudity ain't the worst of it. <laughs> Shoot. Mm-mm. Yeah. Dang. I ain't seen it. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my god. But that's what I was watching. Um, You got anything you want to talk about, Herb? Yeah, I've I'm put this little blurb in there. Uh, I started watching a, a Tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy. Finished it. It's pretty good. It's a whole different play on... Um, I'm not really going to call it Isekai, per se. 
because he doesn't die. He just ends up going to another world, um, not even be reborn, but he just it it's 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 not hard to explain, but it's it's kind of I don't want to ruin it for y'all, but uh, yeah, he just ends up in a different world, and he's not supposed to be the hero or anything. He just is some backwoods promise that was made that has to happen, or else some other stuff. Yeah, but it's it's good. I like it. Um, Hmm. I think think Boma's voice actor is in there too. It's like, ha, huh, seeing her in a different role. <laughs> hmm. So, so yeah, it's nice. Uh, so wait on season two. Interesting. Yeah, check it out. Thirteen episodes. Yeah, and um, if you want to watch a series with us, we're watching Classroom Delete. We're watching The Devil's a Part Timer. Um, currently on season two. And we're watching, well, I'm watching Overlord, too, and Irby's watching what he just said he's watching. I'm also watching Redo of Healer, which, um, to my knowledge, the only place you can watch in the U.S., and it's a censored version that subbed is H5 or whatever it's called. And you, if you have Amazon Prime, you have a free seven-day membership, 12 episodes. You can easily binge that in seven days. Did you? I binge a lot of animes on Sundays. Mm. I don't do anything on Sundays. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed. We'll catch you next time. Like, comment, share us, and peace. Peace.